0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest waterslide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples
2: We are one week away from the NBA trade deadline. The All-Star break follows after that, and the Bulls are still trying to move upwards in the Eastern Conference standings. Welcome into a brand new edition of the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. Mark Schinowski, Stacey King, Timmy Whispers all together again in to the beautiful Sriracha studios here in Palatine. We got D, we got Cisco, spinning the dials, as my man Chuck Swirsky would say. So what's going on, Stacy? Stacey? What uh, strikes your fancy in the end uh,
3: Well, we just got back from a nine-day road trip out west, and we went to Phoenix, LA, and Portland. Finished one and three on that trip. Came back home, uh, flew three, four-hour trip. Got back on Monday, which was my birthday, and- uh, Yeah, where's the
2: cake, D? Did you
3: get uh, a cake? This is, no, these guys. He, he can't, huh? yeah, look at, look at look the look on him. his face. Look at He <laughs> couldn't even find his keys today, Where are we gonna, <laughs> let alone find a cake. Jeez. But but yeah we so we had you know we came back from road trip it's not the way the team wanted they played really well, Uh twenty point lead up in in Phoenix, Phoenix yeah and uh, had a chance to end that and then Kevin Durant worked his magic at the end hit one of the most unbelievable shots kind of like Michael in Cleveland that double clutch shot yeah it was a tough, um, that was a tough It was a shot. tough shot because uh, if he shoots it if he doesn't double clutch it Crusoe blocks it game over so that was a tough shot and. um that, that really hurt, you know, and I thought, you know, going to L.A., we were there for five days, which was nice. You know, the weather was probably around 60, 65. Um, kind of slept walk against the Lakers a little bit. Just game that we should have won. Um, very frustrating, that game, because I, I really expected them, you know, LeBron wasn't supposed to play, and then all of a sudden he's going to play. He always wants to play against the Bulls. And you see, you know, game started off, you know, Bulls up one, but the second quarter, look at the second quarter score. 41 to 25, I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge deficit to come back to at halftime. So they, they struggled.
2: I don't think the Lakers have won since. They are really no. in the struggle bus right now. Uh, no. the, in the game coming up tonight, they're going to be on TNT against the Celtics in Boston. Both LeBron and Anthony Davis are sitting out today. with injuries. Oh, wow. So, you know, they, they lost to the Hawks. They lost to the Nets recently. You know, I don't know what's, what's going to be going on with the Lakers. I mean, LeBron was in, doing a postgame session the other day. And you could see he was just exasperated, saying, you know, we could beat anybody, or else anybody could kick our ass, you know? Well, uh, you know what, so I mean, just,
3: just watching them play, you know, just seeing them play when we played them in LA, you know, LeBron kind of, as great as LeBron is, LeBron kind of hinders the other players' development, you know, because when you look at a kid like D'Angelo Russell, who had a good game, had a great game against us, when he was handling the ball and he was the point guard, He was able to flow and able to get his offense and get everybody involved. Everybody feels like they touched the ball. When when LeBron is the point guard, you know, he's not looking to get everyone involved. He's looking for the best situation to score, which that's what you want. But at the same time, when you have guys that need someone to facilitate in the offense to get them a shot, you want them to get that shot. And I think D'Angelo Russell... You know, I think he almost uh, put that put that stat sheet back up. Lakers and Bulls. I don't. I don't did he have thirty? Twenty nine. Twenty points. Yeah. I mean, he shot ten of eighteen, eight of thirteen from the three point line. LeBron had twenty five. Davis 20. Those are you expect those numbers? Yeah, and the no Bulls score one
2: hundred thirty two and lose, which is exactly. something that you don't exactly.
4: Want to
3: see. And so you know, at the end of the day, you know the Bulls. We we came back last night. You know, mm-hmm. we got we lost to Toronto, then we had to go fly to to Charlotte, which is a crazy trip. Go nine days out west. Come home for 28 hours and then jump on a plane to go to Charlotte and come right day. back. Come right back. <laughs> you know, and it's like, who, what's the, what's the scheduling, guys? Is that a little monkey in the astronaut suit? Is he making a schedule? Let's make the Bulls go nine days and then come home for a day and then go back out one day. That's cool.
2: So, you guys are out west for a week. And on the last day, Adam Amin decides to eat out of a oh. food truck and got food poisoning.
3: Oh, the little fella.
2: Hey, Adam, if you're out
3: there, man, I hope you're feeling better, bro. Like, he was really. On the plane coming home he was really looking bad you know and so i uh, got food poisoning this listen, listen I don't I don't eat out of food trucks um because yeah, you know you don't,
2: you don't know where their hands have been yeah well yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so he you know
3: he had you know, i guess he had a food truck uh uh breakfast or dinner or something and uh got sick the next night because i saw him at the, i mean at the game he was fine but the next day is when uh it all settled in so he was he was out so he missed two games you filled in for him you know, Mark's always ready. You know, he's in the bullpen, always stretching, That's doing right. doing yoga, <laughs> getting ready. You know, anytime doing his number yeah, to go. he's he's ready to go, man. They called him short notice. He was on that plane, baby. He was he was there. He was at the United Center, and then he went on to Charlotte with us. So, you know, and it's what thirteen games now. Thirteen games, gym? yeah. See, thirteen games, America. This guy went from having no zero experience, America. This was your, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Don't ever quit on your dreams, America. Okay. See, sometimes people say, "People say, oh, it never happened. It never happened.'" Mark Schanau's has zero experience calling any kind of NBA games, any kind of games whatsoever. He's, he's a media guy. He hosts shows, and then he comes in and he works his way up from doing one or two games, three games a year, two games a year to thirteen games a year, and he is now calling games for the Windy City Bulls too. So he's getting he's 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 he's, he's really worked on his craft, and it's been a pleasure working with you, Mark. I don't know if you get to do any more this year. Um, but I hope so.
2: I'm just going to send Adam to food trucks all around America. <laughs> <laughs> Whispers, you got any stories about food trucks or uh, food poisoning I, I, or anything I, like that?
0: I, I love eating from those things, yeah. but uh, I never have had a problem.
2: You always, <laughs> you're kind of risking... Uh, yeah, McDonald's you know, almost look. killed me once. Botulism. Seriously. Is that me. right? Ooh.
0: Put me in the hospital. I haven't had a burger in over 30 years.
2: No, come on.
0: I swear to God. A burger like a burger from McDonald's or a burger oh, no, from McDonald's. Okay. Oh, wow. Burger King. They got there goes,
2: the, there goes that their, sponsorship. They,
0: they were collateral
3: damage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there goes that sponsorship awesome. for Mickey D's. <laughs> oh. Thanks a lot for yeah, that. Dave, we way to go, it, Tim. It's
0: funny because they just reached out, too. And I said, no. Oh, come way on, Way to be now. honest, Tim. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you, Mark? You eat off those food trucks?
2: I've done it a couple of times, but you always yeah. are a little bit nervous. You know, because, yeah. you know, usually the prices are good, but you don't know the quality of the food you get. How about a street vendor, like, in a foreign country? No, oh, I yeah, don't no. know. Oh,
0: I do every time too. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You, what it s- is. you strike
2: me as the kind of guy that has an iron stomach. You know? Oh yeah. It's... Anybody who can drink like you's got it. <laughs> well, stomach. that's
0: that's part of the process.
3: Mark like anybody <laughs> can drink like you, like an
0: alcoholic. <laughs> and person. it kills everything. Wow. So that that's the safety factor. It's my safety net. Yeah, he
3: can. He can. He can. Yeah, he can put away some. Uh, that's true. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not eating. No, I'm not in a foreign country. Oh hell no. 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 Not doing it. I've seen things in foreign countries. That I don't. You don't want to talk. You don't want to see. Anytime they let. Anytime they let birds fly in the kitchen. I mean, I'm in Turkey. I'm in the Turkey. I'm in Turkey, right? I'm sitting there. I'm at a little cafe, just chilling. doo All on vacation, just chilling. All of a sudden, a dog just walks into the restaurant. Didn't see him again. Bird comes flying in. <laughs> never saw the bird again. It's like okay. What's going on back there? The chef's eyes ball yeah, hey, yeah, I got dinner. item. Been to China. Been to China. You know that they have the little street, you know, street yeah. uh, stuff in China. You never know what you're going to eat. I went out to a restaurant. You know, they told me, "Hey, you want some? You know, want some sushi? Some? Uh, you know, yeah, I like some calamari. I'm thinking it's going to fry like they do in here. Yeah. <laughs> they brought a real squid. It was swimming in the soup. <laughs> it was like swimming. <laughs> the, the a like, It was a little bitty, little little baby squid. Yeah. And so it was like a tomato based soup. And he goes, Oh, I said, Well, where's the calamari? Oh, it's in the bowl. It's holding around in there. So I'm like, okay, like maybe it's maybe it's not the fried one, maybe it's, you know, the grilled. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I just I just take the spoon and go, all of a sudden, <laughs> America <laughs> started splashing. I was like, oh hell no. So the, the friends I was visiting in were like, oh no, this is very good. This is you know, yeah, delicacy. Oh sure, yeah. So they they pulled it's out some chopsticks and they just ate it raw. It sucked it like with was noodles. I was like, okay, I, I, yeah,
0: excuse me. I was going to Martin, this is really bizarre. We ordered some lobster. They put the lobster on the grill right out of the pot. Yeah. Onto the grill and then took the cleaver to whack it in half. Whacked it in half. One half of it took off. Ran <laughs> off the grill. was heading down the sidewalk. My daughter screaming. One half of it. <laughs> just kind, of,
2: kind of leaning to one direction though, right? Yeah. Wow. Just half took off. It
0: was so bizarre. Yeah.
3: I, I, don't, I don't want to listen. I'll I'll eat fish and I'll eat, you know, stuff, but I don't want to see it alive right. when you're cooking yeah. it. I don't I don't want to see that. Like I mean, I I've been to like I've been to, like Italy and, you know, then you say, "Yeah, you like some fish." Okay? I like some grilled fish, blah da da They bring the whole fish with the eyes and the right. head. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh. No, <laughs> no. Not for me, brother. Not for me. Not for me."
2: Hey, while you're out in the West Coast, you uh Touch base with an old friend of yours, Arius Spears. He's going to join us coming up talk about his career. We're looking forward to that. That's coming up in our next segment. Before we get to that, I want to talk just a little bit more Bulls. Kobe White was sensational in the victory over the Hornets, and, and his ascension this year has been something to see. I know we had a chance to interview him after the game. He was talking uh, about his coach, Johnny Dribbles, too much, who really kind of turned his career around. He was sensational. Well,
3: mm-hmm. I- I'm going to tell you what. In America, all the people who wanted Kobe traded, Wanted Kobe traded, he's a bust, da da, da da da. He can't handle a ball, can't do this, can't do that. You need to apologize. Okay. Cause I was on the Kobe bandwagon from day one. I said, get his kids some time, let him develop, give him, you know, he was there was a lot of guards in front of him, you know, Lonzo Ball, Caruso. He, and then he came off a shoulder injury. You know, he came off a, a, a torn uh shoulder uh rotator cuff or something, and he missed half of the the start of the season. Didn't get any kind of work in the summer. And he was not in the best of shape. And, you know, he never really regained his footing. And now, look at him now. He's going to probably win the most improved player if he continues to play the way he's playing. I mean, oh, my goodness. He's shooting. We we had a stat last night where, you know, because I think sometimes he shoots too far. Like, you know, he's, you know, 39, 40 feet. I'm like, okay. All right. I know that's You know, I always yell, well, that's from Evansville or whatever, right? (laughs) And we joke. But, Kobe is in, like, the top five in distance shooting. He's ahead of Steph Curry. And Steph Curry's one of those guys that shoot from distance. But he's in the top five, and he's shooting close to 40% from that range in, you know, in general. And then from 25 to 30, he's shooting around 42%. So he's one of the best three-point shooters in the game. So now anybody saying he's you know, shooting too far, then he shut up. Because yeah.
2: he's knocking them shots down. We mentioned at the top, we're one week away from the NBA trade deadline. Uh, our buddy Darnell Mayberry had a report in the Athletics saying that he's talked to executives around the league who believe that the Bulls will not make any major moves because the front office still looks at this as a team that can make the playoffs. You know, that's a debate that fans are having all across Chicagoland, but, you know, the, the reality of it is, DeMar DeRozan will be a free agent this summer. Alex Caruso's got one more year on his deal. Front office has to make a decision on, on which direction the franchise wants to go because nobody associated with the Bulls wants to be in that 500 pit just trying to make the plan.
3: <sighs> Mark, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. Oh, yeah, it's not I mean, easy. It's a tough decision because, you know, you're, you're getting these reports that Lonzo Ball is starting to not, you know, no pain, you know, and you're like, oh, my goodness, well, if, he, if he's not paying now, maybe he's not going to have pain next year and he'll be ready to go. And then you have your point guard back. Kobe has ascended now. You know, he's, he's, he's developed further than we thought. Lamar still can score. Uh, Zach still can score. Boots is still here. So, you know, maybe they're thinking, hey, let's bring the band back. You know, but at the same time, you know, and I said this the other day, I said, you know, when you look at the, in our conference, just, just the Central Division, you know, Milwaukee and us are the two oldest teams, okay? Uh, Indiana's young, and they've rebuilt, and they've rebuilt quickly. Uh, Detroit is struggling, but they're rebuilding.
2: Cleveland's young.
3: Cleveland's young, and they rebuild. They went out and made trades and got, you know, you're going to take your lumps when you go through a rebuild. You just don't want to be like Detroit where you lose 20 games, and yeah, you know, yeah. 20, 25 games. You don't want to be that kind of rebuild. But at some point, you have to rebuild. And, you know, I think the Bulls are looking at it like, hey, you know, we, we don't have to do it right now. We don't have to gut it completely and take it to the to the nuts and bolts. We can, you know, pick and choose who we want to keep, or who not want to, it's risky. It's risky because, you know, you got to walk here for, for tomorrow. And if someone comes up to the bar and says, Hey, we're going to pay you come to LA, finish your career in LA. You know, we're going to pay you $20 million a year. You know, the bulls are going to have to match it. And, you know, cause I mean, they, they really don't have any choice. So you can just walk, but you don't want to be in that situation. You don't want to, if you can get a first round pick for somebody, cause that's what happened in the pound Assault situation. Pau Gasol, they thought they were going to bring Pau Gasol back. Pau was kind of saying, yeah, I'm going to come back, I'm going to come back, I'm going to come back. So they ended up staying. And then at the end of the year, he walked, and they got nothing for him. You could have got a first-round pick for him. So you got to be careful. I'm glad I'm not in that situation. Because I, I, it, it's a tough situation to be in. And you got to ask yourself, if every, everything goes right and everything's healthy and this team, let's say, best-case scenario, Lonzo comes back, everybody's back. What is the expectations for the team? Where do you see this team? Being? You see this team being a, a top four team? You see this team, you know, playing in the, you know, six or seven range? You know, what is the expectations? Because if it's not championship, then maybe you should rebuild.
2: Yeah, those are the discussions being held at the offices of the front office and, you know, the coaching staff trying to decide what the best best direction is to go and we'll be following this story over the next week and we'll see what happens february 8th is the trade deadline two coming talks, up chicago time be interesting to see what the bulls do one other topic before we get to aries spears the league minimums now for the um, mvp all the awards you have to play 65 games to make an all nba team a lot of guys have bonuses in their contract if they make one of those all nba teams now with joel and who aggravated a knee injury the other day were uh Kaminga fell on top of him going for a loose ball. He could be out for another week or so, and he'll be disqualified for MVP consideration because he he probably would have ran away with it with the numbers he's
3: putting out. Well, it was just a matter matter of time before he got hurt or hurt somebody because we've always, you know, we talk about it when we played him. This is a guy that that doesn't know how to fall. He dives on the floor. He takes people's knees out. Uh, Even if you watch that fall against Golden State, he initiated that whole... That whole bowling ball uh, environment there. He dives on the floor, takes someone out, then someone falls on top of him. Yeah. So you just knew that was going to happen sooner or later. But, you know, you don't want anybody to get hurt. Um, they're going to have to think about how to amend that because it's one thing if you're sitting out games and you're healthy. Your load management. Your yeah. load management. It's another thing when you're legitimately hurt and there's nothing you can do about it because the, the injury is actually keeping you out. So they're going to have to amend that a little bit and say, okay. Um, we're not going to penalize you if you're actually hurt. And you're on the injured list and, you, you know, we actually, you know, can prove that you're hurt. But they're, they're going to have to do something quick. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it this year because they've already – the stuff they've done now is already etched in stone because you already hear the players already complained about it. What do you I got to play 65 games? Yeah, you got to play 65 games. Welcome to the real world. You know, this is your job.
2: Yeah, and Joe Dumars was on uh, NBA Today yesterday saying that he's heard no complaints from anybody. Uh, 65 games is, you know – you can miss 20% of the schedule and still qualify. So he said everybody felt like that was fair. So he doesn't see them changing it at all. No, I mean, the,
3: like I said, the only way we, I think it would change is just, is it based off of, are you basing it off a real injury? Yeah. You know, if, if I got tore my ACL up in a game, am I going to get penalized now because I can't, I didn't play 65 games. I, I didn't set out to get my ACL torn. So am I going to get penalized? I didn't play 65%. I think they're going to have to look at that. I think if you're sitting out games because I don't want to play, then that's a different story. Then you, yeah, you don't you don't get the bonuses that you have in your contract and uh they won't be honored.
2: So we'll see what happens with Joel Embiid. I've been checking the phone, seeing if there's an update. There's supposed to be uh something uh, they did MRI to see if he had more serious injuries, you know, in terms of ligament damage to that knee. Yeah, I he, he just
3: he I've been telling you, man, he's like a he's like a bad stuntman. You know, he just <laughs> he, he, he just dives on the floor. I mean, if you're watching play. Like, he dives on the floor and has no regard for the people around him. Right. And he's, you know, he's like six eleven, two ninety. 290. So when you're diving into a crowd and people are, are looking up at rebounds or looking for the ball and they don't see you and you clip them, you know, and you tear their knee ligament or something, man, I, I, I've i said this about him all the time, for a big dude, he just doesn't know how to fall. Yeah. He falls like a, a tree in a quiet forest. Hey,
2: did you see the any of Luca's 73-point game? That boy bad. Hey, the Atlanta Hawks... It, no defense at all. I mean, he's just walking to the basket and over and over yeah, listen, again. Listen,
3: I'm going to tell you something right now. The, the NBA, the league, needs to rethink this, letting these guys just score at will like this. You've you got to bring some kind of defense back. You've got to allow teams to be able to. I, I think, listen, me personally, I think you can stop it. I, th- I honestly think you stop even in today's game, okay? The reason why they score so much is because you're switching all the time. There's a mismatch at every position every single night. As soon as a coach starts to starts to think outside the box instead of doing what everybody else does, or we have to switch to the guard against the three-point shot, guys are still shooting threes, right. and you're switching. So yeah. you're not stopping what you set out to stop. You stop three-point shooting by putting guys and staying on them. Stay on your man. We help when we can help, you know, but we're not going to switch. We're not going to put a seven-footer on a point guard. That's a mismatch all day. And then what happens is, the guard beats the big man off the dribble. Then what happens? The other, the, the defensive team has to scramble and try to help out. And then what happens? They find a shooter in the corner and then you run out to him and scramble out. They sw- One more extra pass and the guy's wide open.
2: Yeah. It's been strange to watch the explosion of scoring. I mean, you look back on the, the great Will Chamberlain, he scored 70 or more points, I think seven times in his career. And now you've got guys, you know, like Luca, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, you know, smaller guys that are scoring 70 just because, like you mentioned, the three-point shot and nobody really playing any defense.
3: Nobody's playing defense. Guys are walking down the middle of the lane for layups. You know, guys don't want to foul. Guys don't want to challenge people. You know, it's it's really the game is turning out to be, like, you know, uh, unwatchable product. I mean, if you're going to sit out there and the team's going to score 150 points, there's no defense. It might as well just be an all-star game, basically. Yeah. That's
2: what it looks like. Well, we're going to lighten things up coming up in the next segment. We'll share some laughs with Ari Spears, our special guest coming up next on Give Me the Hot Sauce. It is now our pleasure to welcome in a friend of the show, stand-up comedian extraordinaire, star of TV and film, Ari Spears joining us this afternoon. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. What have you been up to since we talked to you last? Um, Enjoying Stacey King's hot sauce. How about that? Yeah! Talk, Talk to me, boy. Talk to me about it.
4: Go ahead. You know what's funny is I, I know the first time around, you sent me the, the barbecue sauce, the hot sauce. And I never really dived into the hot sauce because I was such a I was a I was a crackhead off the barbecue sauce. <laughs> but then I ran out of the barbecue sauce and I got some um some jerk uh uh boneless chicken breast from Whole Foods, and I had nothing to put on it, so I said, man, let me try this hot sauce. Man, oh, man, oh, man.
2: <laughs> that's what a ringing
4: mean, endorsement, baby. I, I put the, the bass signal in the air and told you to meet me on the roof like Commissioner Oh, Bond. yeah, I was in
3: California last week, and uh, I was talking to him, and that's the first thing he said, hey, man, hey, I need some more of that. I need some more sauce. <laughs> uh, so I got man. on the phone and called Timmy Whispers and said, get him some bottles out there ASAP, and he it's packed it up and truth, got out baby. there. It's the
2: truth. Hey, clip that off, D. We got a commercial ready to roll.
3: <laughs> 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 well, well again, it's great seeing you. And like you said, like we said, you're a friend of the program. It's so always good to see you on there. Uh when's your next comedy act? When, ne- when you come to Chicago again? That's all I need to know. When you come Not to Chicago. I, I was just there. We were
4: gone. I was surprised when you didn't come through. I was like, maybe he's bored of me. No, no, we 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 probably were out of town. Cause I, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I, I would have came. Yeah, I was literally in Schomburg. Maybe two months ago. Yeah, yeah.
3: Timmy
0: Wisher, did you know about that? No, it comes up on my emails, but didn't get it.
3: Yeah, see, this is this is why I pay him. He's why he's, <laughs> yeah. this is why he's in the mail room. He needs to be paying attention to these kind of things. No, but we were probably out of town because that was what, November.
4: I, maybe so.
3: Yeah, yeah, because we were out of town in November. Because I definitely would have went. Talk a little bit about what's going on out here in the comedy world. You know, one of the things that that I really enjoy about comics and going to comedy shows is that, you know, you can leave, you know, you leave all your distress at home, all the negative energy at home, and you want to get a laugh. I remember seeing you when we were talking about COVID and, uh, you know, it was our first time people going out, you know, dealing with COVID, being able to get back out to, you know, uh, to doing regular things. And I remember how that felt and, 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 you know, and now you got situation with this cat Williams situation coming up and, and it seems like Cat Williams is, like, kind of all over the place. You know, and I love Cat Williams. I think Cat Williams is a brilliant comedian, an actor. And I love Cat Williams. And, and so, but what I'm seeing now, boy, I mean, I, I don't know where he's going with all this.
4: Yeah, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, according to the people, when I put out my post in response to it, I was getting called all kind of, every negative name under the book because I was going against the grain in terms of what he did. And I thought it was unproductive and unnecessary. And then, you know, a little while later, Dave Chappelle echoed those same sentiments. So I was like, man, if the greatest comedian of our generation is saying what I said before he said it, before I said it, or after I said it, that made me feel good. And to know that people were attacking Dave the same way they attacked me, I'll take that. I'm in good company, man, because he's the greatest.
3: Yeah, I, I just felt like I just felt like with where where he's going with it is what is it going to prove? Like what what are you trying to accomplish by bringing up all this stuff that that's coming up? I know that you know you may have a, his relationship with Steve Harvey maybe you know strained. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. I mean the joke stealing. Like I always thought like you know I always thought everybody was original, but till till I started listening to him, I'm thinking, hey, people are not writing their own jokes. People are stealing <laughs> jokes. I heard Joe Rogan one time someone stole his joke. I'm like, Joe's not even funny. But <laughs> so, <Wow. laughs> now I'm just playing Joe. Joe, don't, don't hit me with Taekwondo, baby. Hey, you know, he's in the MMA. Joe's just messing with you. Boy, you aren't funny. Wink wink. Uh so yeah, so talk a little bit about that. How 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 rare is it or how often is it that people take jokes
4: from other comedians? You know, I think everybody's influenced by somebody. And and when you and when you see, you know, when you pay enough attention to that catalog over their the 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 years of their career. You can tell where people are influenced by somebody. Uh, And, and, you know, I don't think anything is original, truly under the sun, because everything has been talked about. It's just, what's your point of view on it? Um, and, And, of course, there's a difference between, you know, people having the same premise, which is, I think, unavoidable, but versus verbatim, word for word. And as much as Kat was pointing the fingers at Steve and Cedric, you know, he took a joke off one of his most famous specials from J.B. Smooth. Now I, I I said this, and I'm basically echoing something Chris Rock said, which he, which was every comic is a pastor, and their audience is their congregation, and the congregation is loyal to the pastor. So no matter what you might say to, to put point the finger at somebody and go, he's a joke jokey. He did this. He did that. At the end of the day, that congregation slash audience to that pastor slash comic. They're gonna stick with him. They're gonna ride with him no matter what. So my whole thing was, what did it change? Did it move the needle in terms of stopping Steve's career, stopping Cedric's career, stopping their ability to make money? Did it put a pause on Kevin Hart's ability to sell out an arena? Did it make his fan base go the other way? No, because they love him, they love them. So they're gonna ride with them no matter what. So unless you're doing something to benefit us you're using your platform and your mouthpiece for the benefit of us if it doesn't move the needle to benefit us what is the point i just didn't understand the point of it yeah
2: you know, you've been doing impressions from a young age uh you have some old ones that are your favorites that you still go back to when you do your stand-up routine uh I don't know that I have any old ones. It's always
4: fun when you do something new. Mm-hmm. That's like a mother giving birth to a new child. So, you know, all the hopes, your potentials and dreams are based on your new child. So anything new is fun for me. I, I if, if it's old, I, I know what that's going to bring.
2: Yeah, I saw that you did Jack Nicholson, which seems kind of incongruous. You still do Nicholson? No, I, no,
4: I, I did Jack Nicholson when I first started out, and it wasn't even that great. Yeah. And then at that age... Uh, I guess people were enamored by, to see a young kid
2: at that age attempting something like that. our guy Timmy Whispers is a pretty good Christopher Walken. Why don't you give him a little bit of that? <laughs> oh my God.
0: Jeez, drag him to that out, huh? Yeah. But it doesn't get old, does it, Mark? It's, it's <laughs> always fresh and ready to go because even at 81, I'm still relevant, which is nice.
4: Cadence, <laughs> <laughs> perfect, but the voice, I still hear you. Yeah. Well, see, that, that's what I said too, but I, they, well, they called me a hater. No, no, of course. That, you know, hater is one of the most overused words in today's moist generation in terms of criticism. You are not allowed to critique and be honest yeah. without being a hater or bitter. Yes, exactly. I grew up in the 80s, man. Come on, man, toughen yes. up.
3: Yes, a, See? See, Tim, you're toughen up. I'm, okay. I'm fine. But what, okay.
0: what I was going to say with that is what's great about Ari's uh, impersonations is the context that you always bring a story into it, so the character becomes that, uh, you know, that real element of it. Like when you do Shack and you talk about, I gotta go get mine my, my twenty ten night and blah blah blah. But the Shack with the cross eyes, though, that's oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's that's the, that's
3: the kicker right there. Because I can't get over that. Because I'm just looking at his eyes. When he, I'm not even listening to the voice. I'm just watching the eyes. I'm like, and I and you got me looking at Shack like I'm looking at Shack like, is he really cross eyed
4: like that? <laughs> I'm gonna dominate, that's barbecue chicken. <laughs> it's uh, a pretty ricky, they know what they gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, one so, my, so- One of my favorite
3: impressions-
4: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Favorite impressions, it took me a long time to get it because I'm such a fan of the show, and the fact that I couldn't get it was bothering me. But uh, before I do it, I just wanna make sure I can curse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tony Soprano. Okay, yeah. yeah. Everybody goes down to the fucking bottom bank, Chris for all oh my gosh, Uncle Joe Johnny, to Johnny's fucking Shaq. Go down to the for the man I got, for the fucking gravy, it's fucking perfect. Wow. <laughs> that, that's dead on. Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. So, you know, anytime you do the impression, I always tell people it's like having an ear for music. Everybody's voice is a tone, an inflection, a rhythm, a cadence. Shaq is real bassy and breathy. Anything 20, is 22 or <laughs> 10 long, and I dominate. <laughs> you get that bass, you got it. But Johnny Soprano's ish. When I talk about Janice and Uncle Joe, fuck <laughs> a Johnny Shaq. So wow. if you get the, you got it.
3: Now, how long did it take for you to, to, to really master that voice?
4: Uh, you know, it's funny. There's a guy who was really popular off of um, America's Got Talent. My, I forget his last name, but a guy named Nick. And I had been seeing him do it on his Instagram, and I thought, wow. That's Amazing, so I kept wa- I kept watching him, and finally, I just locked on to what he was doing with the voice. And once I got it, I was proud to say I do it better than him now. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, what's another
3: one of your favorite? One of if you said this is one of my top five voices that I love to
4: do. Now you got Tony Soprano. You got Shaq. When my voice is right, hundred percent clarity, no issues. Uh, J's D.
3: Yeah, I always thought that was your favorite one. That that's one yeah. of my favorite ones because you sound
4: yeah. It's your boy. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I love that. I love. That. I thought that was one of your but best ones. Day to this day, and I know I told you, Stacey, I'm a I'm a I'm a Michael Jordan whore. Yes. To this day, I've been trying to get MJ, and there's certain little nuances that I hear, but it's I, I, I got so much work ahead of me.
3: Yeah, he's got a, He's got a different voice because he like you know he he comes from a different place. <laughs> he comes from a different place, man. Hey, speaking of that, I saw I saw an interview. You know, because you are a big supporter of MJ, and you know we you hear this debate now, LeBron James, is, you know who's better, who's the goat. Talk a little bit about your feelings about who
4: you think the goat is, the greatest player of all time, and why. Well, it, it's funny because I'm 48, so people my age and older we get called old heads. And what kills me about the youth is they speak from a place of ignorance. We speak from a place of knowledge. I saw MJ play from his prime to his retirement. I saw Kobe play from his prime to his retirement. I've seen LeBron from his prime to his eventual retirement. So I'm not coming from a biased position where I'm just like, oh, that was my era. So I'm being biased. No, my eyes don't lie. I know what I've seen, and as great as LeBron is, and he's fantastic, but he ain't fucking with MJ. Just based off the eye test, and the skill level, and some of the stats, and the heart, nah, yo, no.
3: Yeah, yeah,
4: because it's a a huge debate, huge debate right now. They're looking at highlights off YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Or they know Michael Jordan is the crying meme or the dude that sells sneakers. I watched him play yeah, his whole career. I know the difference.
3: Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big debate right now. And, you know, you have, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, what have you done for me lately? You know, guys are, you know, only seeing what they see now in today's game. And not like, I had a discussion today about Larry Bird. You know, a guy was like, oh, Larry Bird would get killed in this league. I'm like, are you out of your <laughs> mind?
4: Are you serious? serious?
3: Insane.
4: Uh, Larry Bird
3: would destroy Larry Bird in his prime before back injury would destroy these guys. Would destroy these guys. I mean, they I mean, 6'9 can shoot, could pass, could post up, could do, could guard anybody, could score with his left hand. I, I, I saw where he told Portland, he said, hey, you know, guy was talking trash to him. He said, look, okay, I'm just gonna what I'm gonna do. First half, I'm just gonna shoot with my left hand. He got like 30 with his left hand. It's documented, it's on it's on YouTube. People like, oh, man, I saw that. I, that was remarkable. How many people in this league can shoot with the left hands and get 30?
4: Right. Right. Before before I ask you the question I'm going to ask you, here's what bothers me. How this young generation is, is so dismissive of this stat when they go, well, LeBron James has been to the finals oh. this many times, and he won this many times, but he's been this many times oh. versus MJ, who hasn't, but MJ is 6-0, and, oh, and I go this, I say this, fellas, ask yourself a question. And, and, and Stacey, I want you to answer this, and I want your two guys on the left and the right of you to answer this. What would you rather have, a big dick that works sometimes 4-10, <laughs> or an average dick that works all the time 6-0? Oh? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. <laughs> you put me on the spot there. Oh. That's not- that's not a hard question to
3: answer. No, that's not. You know, because like you, I'm
4: going with that all his works. works. Oh, versus yeah.
0: quarantine.
3: Well, you know, you know, I, I can't. I mean, for me, it's
0: based from experience. You know, I'm, you know, I'm already packing, so it works all the time. So I don't know. It's tough for me to ask that question.
2: You didn't want to take the L, right? I, no, no.
4: Hey, listen, listen. I'm just saying, man. Hey, listen. No complaints. About here, you, here, buddy. here's my question to you. And one of the things that bothers me. Is when this young generation goes, will Michael play it against truck drivers, oh. ice drivers, plumbers, and janitors? And I'm sitting here going, what are y'all basing that off of? As a guy from that era, how do you feel about that?
3: I think it's misinformation. I think it's they want to control the narrative.
1: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation, this is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
3: Narrative to make it look like this, this generation's players are, are superior. I mean, you, you look at the Hall of Famers that are that are in that era. You know, I mean, just going down the line, Olajuwon, you know, the Drexlers of the world, you know, Mitch Richmond's, I mean, you know, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway, is Tim Hardaway uh, a plumber? I mean, you know. Reggie uh, Miller. Reggie Miller uh you know joe dumars the the great piston team i mean the teams there were much more greater teams than what we see now you know you see probably about six teams in this league that you go okay these teams are dominant but during that era i mean every team every every conference had at least six and they play defense physical defense defense. physical defense these guys with i'm telling you i was just talking about this the other day when they talk about you know load management you know, and we travel the same way they did. We stay in the same kind of hotels that they did. So nothing has changed as far as that is concerned. But what has changed is, is now they've got, you know, we used to have a party of 20 go with us Aries. like, you have your coaching staff, your players, and you have a string coach. And it'd be like 20 people. Now on the plane, there's like 70 or 80 people. And you don't even know what half the people do. You got, you know, sleep uh, doctors. You got, you know, mental health doctors. You got, you know, uh, foot specialists, massages, masseuses all on the plane. And so these guys have reasons and built-in excuses to miss games. When they were looking at, you know, the NBA had to institute a rule. They said, hey, look, you can't be an MVP if you don't play in 65, you know, 65 game more more games, okay? They never had to institute a rule like that when these other guys played. And then you 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 look at the career games. You know, Michael Jordan in career, his whole career played 78 games a year. And that's not even counting the playoffs when you're playing you know, in and, and the preseason. So you're talking about 115 games a year. That dude probably played in about 112 of those 115 and you games. you
2: guys used to go to small cities, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, yes. and, and yes. Peoria to play and, preseason and, and, games. And,
3: and the thing about Michael and these guys in that era, they recognized how important it was for the fans who may not get a chance to see them play. So when they go to a city, this you know this might be the first time this family of six gets a chance to see Michael Jordan play, and Michael took that very seriously. He's like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna play the first three quarters, and then he sit out the fourth quarter. But in that preseason game, most guys now don't even show up and play. They're over there eating popcorn, eating hot dogs, you know, having a good old time, and it, and the fans get cheated just like okay, just like Embiid. You know, Embiid doesn't play against Jokic. You know, he played against him in Philly, got his lick in in Philly, outplayed him there. They go to Denver, he doesn't give embed beat his is, is uh it doesn't give Jokic his game back and it sits out that game. You know superstars in, in the eighties and nineties they wanted to play against. you. They wanted to show you that they were better than you. They didn't they didn't duck the smoke. was like let's go, let's get them up,
4: let's see who's the best. Not, not only that, when you guys won, you didn't do ski goggles. You took champagne ski to the yes, face,
3: right to the eyes, right to the eyes.
4: You baby. took the burn. You took the burn. Took now the he's burn. got champagne <laughs> ski.
3: Yeah. And we didn't, we weren't, we weren't putting bags all up in the locker room. Our clothes was getting champagne. We didn't care, man. We were trying to win. But the, but the thing about this, this league is, and I, I hear this every night. Oh, the athletes are this, the athletes are better, yada, yada, yada. They're built differently. They get hurt easier. The guys miss games for like the, the, the silliest of injuries. You know, oh, toe spring. He's out six to eight weeks.
4: It's like, wow, six to eight weeks. Woo. You guys, you guys in your era, 80s and 90s were built like old Cadillacs with real steel and metal. Yeah. Where if you got a car accident, you could live. These athletes today have all the extras, but it, they're made of fiberglass.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: That's right. I- all the kits and all the extras that the car, you know, you get the upgrades, but they're made of fiberglass, man.
3: Yeah, it's it's, it's just totally different uh, set up this year now listen I don't want I don't want to be the guy that's like the old guy get off my yard you know get off my you don't have
4: to I'm that motherfucker yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know because I, I I get
3: you have these heated discussions with people you know and then you know we have guys who who were you know trainers in that era and and they're, they're trainers in this era now and we have some interesting discussions like guys don't even practice teams don't even practice anymore you know and you look at a team when they come out and you want to know you know like why they look so tired? Because they don't practice. We practice every single day. We didn't care if we had three games and four nights. We was practicing. And and we were prepared every single time we stepped on the court. And you just don't see
2: that anymore right hey for those people who are just listening to the uh, audio version of the podcast uh aries is rocking a new york yankees hat uh giving off that new york vibe you were you're born in chicago moved to new york as a toddler uh then we're in new jersey now you're on the west coast how has that affected your fandom Where does your loyalties lie in, in terms of teams you root for i don't really have any teams i root for my
4: guy has always been michael jordan yeah uh you know, unless he comes back to the Chicago Bulls, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wanderer. You know, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> you know, when 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 uh, you know, once upon a time ago, because I'm friends with Shaq. When Shaq te- Shaq went from L.A. to Miami, I became a Miami Heat fan because of Shaq, and, and I love Dwayne Wade. But but then after that, I just I, I I didn't have anybody. That's interesting.
3: Good whisper. Give me a question. Yeah, so whispers. You know, what do you got? We got?
0: I was still thinking about that debate thing that I, I was looking for here. I created a PowerPoint. It got so bad. So when I'm talking to other business people and they're younger, just like I was just saying, it's that younger group. Oh, no, no. It's, it's LeBron. So I bring up this PowerPoint, and then they, they have to shut up because it actually statistically shows it's not actually uh, LeBron is number two. It's without a doubt Kobe.
3: Yeah.
0: It's a, it's, I'll, I'll send it to you. You'll like it.
3: Well, Kobe gets left oh. off. I I don't understand how Kobe gets left off. Like he just didn't, his, know, his it's, career it's, it's just crazy. didn't exist. I mean, I, I would put him right up there, you know, right up there as one of the top players of all time. Yeah, yeah
4: my my list is one, two, three, MJ Kobe LeBron.
3: That's how it that's be. mine. That's mine too. Yeah. And I listen, and I like LeBron. L- listen, I, I will say this about LeBron James. Like, I'm not a LeBron hater. LeBron Still shows up and plays every night, okay. He he doesn't miss games, you know. He, he he's you know he's playing you know seventy five plus games, you know. He comes out there and he plays hurt. I, I get all that. He, the, the flopping, I'm not a big fan of the flopping because he's too big and too strong to be flopping like that. You didn't see MJ and those guys flop like that. But but he does show up and play. He's the one superstar in this league, uh. You know, gets paid money because there's levels to this. You know, there's guys who make LeBron money, but are not. You know, they don't take the game as serious as LeBron. You know, everybody wants to be the man, but nobody wants the responsibility. And we, we were talking about this last night. This league is based off of, on some of these kids, they want the NBA lifestyle. They want the NBA, you know, the money, the materialistic things, the girls and all that. But they don't want the NBA work ethic that's, that separates you. And there's levels to this. That's why the superstar players are so dominant compared to everyone else. You know, these guys, like Ben Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, I mean, when is he going I think he just came back last yeah, night. Back. But he's sitting on the sideline, just chilling. Like, I mean, where's the, where's the pride at? Like, I mean, I got to get out there. I got to earn my money, whatever. He's playing that's in illi-
4: Brooklyn. Side bitches
0: eat well, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just emailed it to you, Ari, so you'll have that PowerPoint. You'll be backed up now. Okay. Yeah,
3: it, it's, it's, just, it's just a different league. And, you know, for a person who's played in it, You know, it's just and you see some of these things and it's like, wow, man, like I know we wouldn't have missed no games because of that. You
2: know, we would have we would have played. I mean, we had the fewest games missed in our championship. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. You know, we took pride
3: in that. It was a pride thing trying to play 82 games. That was a badge of honor. If you got 82 games in, that was a badge of
4: honor. You know, and and guys don't have that now. So let me ask you another question. Uh, The Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant seven-game series against the Bulls with Rodman. Who wins? Bulls.
3: Easily. Bulls. And the reason why I say this, because I get arguments about this too, Harry. The reason why I say this is, is because you're not going to be able to hide Steph Curry defensively. Not against, not against the Bulls. The Bulls, first of all, you're going to trot out six-foot-six Ron Harper, six-six Michael Jordan at the two guard spots. So right there, You got two big guards. Then you got Scotty at 6'7". Then you're going to throw Dennis Rodman out there. And then you're going to throw Luke Longley, who's a big rim protector, big guy. Who's going to guard him? Even though he's not even a scorer, he's probably the fourth or fifth scoring option on that team. Who on that team can stop him?
2: You got Kukos off the bench. And you got Kukos
3: coming off the bench. You got Steve Kerr coming off the bench in his prime. Who's going to stop those? And then the first thing the Bulls are going to do is run a triangle and run Steph Curry right to the post all night
4: long, whether it be Harper... (laughs) whether it be MJ, he getting posted up. You know, it's funny. I did Byron Scott's podcast, and I said to him, honestly, man, I don't see that Warriors team beating the Detroit Piston Bad Boys, the Kobe Shaq Lakers, the uh, Bird, Mattel, Parrish no. Celtics, the 90s Orlando Magic. I don't see them beating a lot of the teams on the, no. the East Elite.
3: No, and and when you talk about a team like that, you know, even though they won, you know, all those games, you know, the first thing you ask is, is how would they do against other teams? How would they stack up against other great teams of different eras? And, you know, I I, I don't I think they struggle. I think they struggle against, you know, Magic Johnson and Kareem because, first of all, first of all, if you got a dominant center, if you got a center on your team. You're going to be in trouble anyway, because this league doesn't play with centers and centers are not utilized like they were. In the '80s and '90s, where they ran offenses through the big guy, they posted the big guy up when they had mismatches. Um, you know, I mean, again, look at Magic Johnson. Who's gonna guard Magic Johnson? You gonna put Draymond Green on Magic Johnson? Come on, right. man. Come on now. Come on now.
0: Well, well hey. so as Dennis Rodman, how would you uh, explain not being the Bad Boys or the Bulls?
4: <laughs> <laughs> bad oh my God! As bad as I want to do this, uh, I don't know. I don't know if my voice is up to par right now. <laughs> I didn't even know you were going to pull that out of the clock. Yeah, that's, that's what he does right there. Low blow. <laughs> uh, Phil, Phil was different, man. Phil, 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 first of all, Phil, Phil Jagger and I, we, we were great friends. Uh, he asked me that I want to play great. Michael Jordan, the greats kind of pivot. Dennis Robin. I said, I don't give a damn. I don't care what's up. <laughs> <laughs> was just, I was special, man. Uh, had to win anything with, with a Drake.
3: It's It's just like him. It's <laughs> just like him. Oh my gosh! So, uh, so, so here's a question for you. Like, okay, so, uh, you know, when you look at this situation where you know you have uh, Larsa Pippen and and Marcus Jordan. What, what do you think about that scenario?
4: You know, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand where Pippen's anger and bitterness was coming from. Because when you looked at the last dance, Michael gave him credit. Michael said, hey, I couldn't have won without Scotty. Anytime you say my name, you gotta say Scotty. He was my best teammate ever. So I didn't understand where this came from. Yeah. And at the end of the day, unless the last dance is lying, nobody forced Scotty to sit out that game where, you know, the play was drawn up for Ku cool Nobody forced Scotty to sign that contract, which was awful. That's all Scotty's doing. So Scotty got to take accountability for Scotty. Yeah, I, I
3: think you know just because I we we know a little bit about the situation behind the scenes. I, I think more of it has to do with you know how the the video was made, not how it made people look, but the fact that you know that that video, everybody who's on that video is supposed to get paid. You know, if the NBA is if the NBA is running that, everybody's getting paid. They're getting residuals off that, and no one got paid. And suppose I guess, you know, Michael's the only one that got paid because he's the one who got the video and got it from the NBA. So I think that's where a lot of people uh, is anger is coming from, more so than, you know, being painted bad in, in the light. I just think that, you know, that's what that's what everybody agreed upon when they did this, when they I guess when they set out to do this back when they were taping it, that they would all benefit from it. And uh, no one's benefited from it. So except, you know, MJ. So I think that's where that's where Scotty's, you know, situation lies
4: with that. Because he's all in the video. He's all but in if the video. But Scotty's financial situation was what it should have been. You mean to tell me that the last dance is your bread and butter? No, no. But you know, you gotta see what they
3: say. Okay, let me ask you. If you, you know, you 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 know, you're doing Jerry Maguire, and they said they, they keep showing that movie over and over and over, and even though you're in it, you ain't getting nothing from that. You know, it's Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding Jr. the only one getting it I
4: haven't. Really? They ain't showed me the money.
0: <laughs>
4: you get, even though you were in the movie, you don't get anything off that? In the beginning, I got a little bit. Now, nothing. Wow. And that's part of what the writer's strike was about. Listen, Hollywood fucks you like a pimp. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that.
3: I thought you, I thought as long as they played it, you got your re- residuals off that.
4: No, sir. No, sir. Wow. That's terrible. But you know, um, Listen, I'm not about to wage war with Tom Cruise. (laughs) Because it ain't his fault, you know? It's it's higher up the chain. Um, You know, I just hate to see them two beef because, you know, without question, arguably, the greatest duo in sports history next to a Magic and a Kareem, you know, or a Kobe and a Shaq. Um, And I don't know how much blame Michael is supposed to take from this. But now here's where I gotta put you on the spot, Stacey. Okay. Tell me the truth, man. Is Michael an asshole or is he cool? Because I <laughs> stories, man, and I want to believe my hero. It's cool. <sighs> <laughs> let me let
3: me let me just let me just say this. Let me just say this, Aries. You have to like you have to have a strong personality to deal with MJ. You know what I'm saying? Because MJ will break you. If you, if you, if he, and, and I'll give him credit because I understand where he's coming from because he wants to make sure the guy next to him in the foxhole is as strong, has a strong mentality as he does. So if if, if, if you're watching my back in the foxhole and you fall asleep and then we get captured, you know, I'm going to be mad at you. You know what I'm saying? So I think the way he comes from is like, he wants to make sure you you believe and you, you're thinking the same way he does. And if you don't, then he's going to get you up out of here. Okay. But, but I will say this. Yeah. I will say this. MJ knows who he can who
4: he can punk and who he can't punk. Let's just put it that way. Well, well but 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 in all fairness, you're coming from a sportsman. I played with him. Yeah. I know standpoint. Yeah. I'm saying me. And I, if I was a if I were to see him in public, could I go up to him and be like, yo, Mike, I'm a fan, love, or would he shit on me?
3: Man, he might have security, Rodney King, you. <laughs> no, no, he might, if you were, like, he didn't, like, you weren't a comedian, and he'd never seen you before, um, it all depends on his mood, you know, I mean, it all depends on his mood, I mean, think about it, he, he wouldn't like, talk,
2: he wouldn't talk to that,
3: but show. you, you have mood, every, all of us have moods. there's sometimes you want to talk to people, some days you don't want to talk to people, It's no different with him, but I will say this, he, he's difficult to play with, he's there, he could be an asshole, he can, like, you, you want to fight him, you know, you want to fight him, um, because you know, he, he pushes buttons, man. He pushed buttons on certain guys. And, you know, he picked on certain guys. You know, certain guys he picked on that, you know, couldn't do nothing. I mean, I've seen him punch people, you know, and I'm like, whoa. And then, you know, and then you sit there and go, wow, why did you let him do that? You know, and then the person will say, well, they'll trade me. I'm like, Shh, he got his ass beat. He punched me like that. I'm not letting right. that slide. That's I mean, right. but, but a person knows. A person knows because we all come from, you know, that side of the track. You know what I'm saying? When we... Well, we, we're used to getting them up. We used to fight. So this ain't no big deal to me. I don't care who you are. You ain't going to punk me like that. So we're right. going to be fighting every day. So, you know, until I get my lick back. You know, somebody break it up. You hit me and they break it up. Oh, it ain't over. We gonna we still going to be fighting right. every day till I get my revenge. So I feel like it's over.
0: Unless Fuck. it's a one-armed girl.
3: Oh my god, this guy here, man. <laughs> Listen, we're trying to forget that. That's that scars my life right now. So oh, he what he's talking about, I got jumped by a one-armed girl when I was a little boy, when I was like in kindergarten. Yeah, one arm girl. Because I was told my parents told me never to hit a girl. And I beat up her brother, who was the same age as me in kindergarten. I beat him up. She caught me on a Saturday. See, she caught me lacking going to the playground, her and her little little crew. Her crew. And, uh, yeah, she had a crew. <laughs> but they all had arms though. They they had both arms. They, she only had one arm. <laughs> so, fugitive. so yeah, they so they were, they jumped out of the tree, Aries. And so they, she asked me a question. She said, Hey, did you beat my brother up? And I said, Yeah, I did. I stood up ten toes down. Yeah, I did. And she goes, Why did you beat him up? I said, because he hit me with a block. And she said, Oh, really? And I go, Yeah, hit me with the block. She said, Well, you know what I'm gonna do to you? And I said, What? She said, I'm gonna hit you. And I said, Well, let's go. And so somebody pushed me from behind. So I turned. To fight this dude and it's the one armed girl just grabbed my afro, slammed me to the ground, and just got to beat me with one arm. It was a it was a uh. sight too, man. It was a sight. I'd never <laughs> seen nobody hit that hard with one arm. It was, <laughs> woo, woo, shit. It's, it's, That's
2: it's, left some scars. You can feel yeah, that' I emotion don't, coming I, through. But
3: you know what though? My brother, I had an older my older brother who's a legend street fighter in my neighborhood, he was playing football up there with his with his boys. I was able to escape and run to get him and get back up. And so my brother, they, they scattered off and went away. My brother said, don't worry about it. I'm going to walk you to school Monday. We're going to get your licks back. So he, he was in junior high at the time. So he skipped junior high, him and his boys. They walked me to school, and he lined up all the kids who jumped me. And he said, are these all the kids? like, yep. And so I got to get, I got to punch as hard as I could <laughs> each one of them. He, he said, and he told him, he said, if you move, I'm going to beat your ass. And then they just sat there. And so I got a lick on like six kids, pop, pop, right in the face, pop. And then the one-armed girl, she was looking at me like, I don't care who your brother is. You hit me, we gonna get it again. <laughs> and she caught her, she caught her. I had to hit her though. I had to hit her. I had to get my lick back, man. So that was the end of that story. But yeah, that, that's that's a, that's one of them old stories, man, I try to forget sometimes, man, because to tell somebody you got beat by a one-armed woman, that's,
2: I mean, oof. It looks like a made-for-TV movie, you know? It might be, it might be. <laughs> Ike Turner is in heaven smiling at me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You a fool, boy.
2: You a fool. Way to bring it back around. Hey, before we let you go, you got any new projects or something that you'd like to get out uh to your many fans out there?
4: Uh yeah, I have a podcast called Spears
2: and Steinberg. uh, Steinberg,
4: I bet him, we met him at Steinberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, available on all streaming platforms. Um I always tell people, you know, uh, slide into my DMs on Twitter, on Instagram, under Aerie Spears, blue verification checkmark, because there's some fake pages out there. Um, I'll chop it up with you, send you the links. And always I tell people, uh, listen from the beginning. I know it's we're over 500 episodes, but it's very important in terms of context, characters, callback, jokes. It makes more sense to you, the book from the beginning, as opposed to starting now and also check out our YouTube channel, Spearsburg Pod, and hit like and subscribe.
2: That sounds great. That's what we do hey. at Whispers. We always warn people, you got to go back to get the histories.
4: <laughs> hey,
3: one of the, one of the funniest things that me and Whispers that we we liked of yours when you did the Bill Cosby, <laughs> the Bill Hosby, oh, the Bill was, Cosby I tapes.
0: Back, I, was, I was going back to Michael Jackson. No, no, we the Bill made. Cosby, the Bill
3: Cosby tapes. That was oh, so hilarious.
0: Yeah. Oh, jeez. We that
3: was biased. that hey, I listen to that all the time, dude. Every time I want to laugh, I listen to that. It's one of the funniest things. I did not
0: put the butter in the I... bucket. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute.
3: Camille's here.
4: Wait a minute. Camille, Camille, Camille's here. I gotta
3: shh, go. Shh, shh, you gotta go. <laughs> go, gotta go.
4: Cheese and tomatoes <laughs> into the booty. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> from a black man looks like you're eating pomper nickel. You see. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I, 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 hey, hey, audience! If you've not heard,
3: you gotta hear. The, you gotta hear the tapes, the Bill, the Bill Cosby tapes, man. Oh my God, it's hilarious, man! It is. That's one of my funniest things. I like listening to, man.
0: I thought you were going to Michael it. Jackson though. When was the last time you did that? I uh... <laughs> uh, it's,
4: it's, it's been a long minute, man. It's been a
2: long <laughs> Back out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a classic.
2: Well, he always leaves us laughing. Ari Spears, our guest on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. We got uh, more sauce coming your way. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we look forward to uh, next time you come and visit Chicago. I appreciate you guys, man, so much. Thank you very much. Stacy. number love, brother. Yes, sir. I'll see you soon. You got it, baby. Welcome back to Give Me the Hot Sauce. I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, our buddy Jeff Vukovic. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the guy who treats you like royalty, our friend, nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com. He's got the best jingle in the business, sung by our guy, Stacey King.
3: I'm summoning my voice right now, okay? Don't interrupt me while I'm summoning up the golden pipes, oh, okay? I'm sorry. All right? It's like an old engine. I'm trying to get it started.
2: Nationwide <laughs> is on your
0: side.
2: <laughs> just like uh, Aries Spirits, that you have to have that voice just right. So yes! It's just getting into character. Yes, you know, yes.
0: Worth the wait.
2: Oh, right, whispers. Okay. So you know started. what?
3: You know what? Just because Aries Spirits said, your, your Christian walking suck. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> Okay. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right, buddy. Speaking of Christopher Walker, we should sell some uh, hot sauce. You know, we got the great endorsement from Aries.
0: Well, apparently, he didn't appreciate <laughs> what I've done in my career. I don't think it has anything to do with whispers. I just don't think he's a fan. But that's all right. He is a fan of the sauce, and that's what matters. And that's why you can get this sauce and spice up your meals. Like he does with chicken breast. Did you notice how he dwelled on the word breast when he was speaking about how much he I enjoyed? I thought you it?
2: were gonna go for the jerk chicken line. You see, the breast? I line. was
0: adding to that, Mark, but you beat me to it again. <laughs> but we always know where your mind is.
2: Yeah. So be careful jerking that chicken. Jerking that That's chicken. Right. It's like
0: pulled pork. You know what I mean? Pulling the pork. And so get some for yourself. And spice it up at gimmethehotsauce.com, G-I-M-M-E, or at the local Jewels. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jewels. You got any codes, uh, special offers going these days?
0: Yeah, it's still there, because we got <laughs> a lot of extra sauce, including Ari's favorite, the barbecue. So use Walk & Q to get yourself a free bottle, or Walk Fire to get 1871 for free, with any order. You don't have to get, like, two bottles, just one, and get another free one with it. Well, the pork, jerk chicken. Yeah, you jerking, pulling, <laughs> whatever you're doing in the kitchen, add some sauce to it.
2: <laughs> I thought of a line, but I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah, let it go. Mark. All right, all right. Yeah, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk some football. What do you think about the play? I was kind of disappointed by the conference championship games. I was rooting for the Lions, and they they just kind of oh, just that. like Detroit, yeah. man. Just like whispers. Just like <laughs> whispers.
3: Just like Detroit.
2: Just oh my God. The-
3: oh, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. First of all, you jump out, you play a great first half. Played about the best first half you can yeah. play, you know, against a team that everybody thought you were going to lose to anyway. okay? Got them on the ropes. Got them on the ropes. Standing eight count. They're wobbling, okay? You come out in the second half, go conservative. You let them, you know, 49ers get the ball at halftime, after halftime. You give up chunk plays to them, 10, 15, 20 yards. Their confidence is rolling now. They score. Oh, you come back when they fumbled. Oh, they just it, it's imploded, man. Well, they
2: won an interception by the former bear, Kendall Vildor, bounced off his face mask, and they he's the it He's the former bear? One, yeah. That's the reason why he's the former bear. Wow. Bounced
3: off his face mask, and the dude caught the ball. When have you ever seen a play like that? Only with the
2: bears. Wow.
3: <laughs> I'm telling you, man, listen. I wanted him to win so bad, man, because you know what? Detroit needed it yeah, for did. the city, yeah. man. They needed that, man. I mean... If anybody needed a, a, a win to get to the Super Bowl, it's them, you know. Uh, they were so excited that they got to the playoffs this year, you know, and and our friend Kendra Lutz is, like, talking trash, you know, and, and you know, te- you know, texting me saying, oh, we're going to win and da-da-da. Yeah, okay.
2: Well, he should have won the game. They're up yeah. 24-7 to at halftime. Got There's conservative. No got game.
0: conservative. They heard, they heard George Kittle trash talking. You heard what he said, right? <laughs> what did he say? Uh, to the stands and then to some of the players on the field. Yeah, you got us, but we're coming back. And uh, they did.
2: Yeah. That's too bad. I, a lot of people talking about Dan Campbell not kicking the field goal. Oh, that's, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Well, that's what the he's fighting done all Campbells. year. And the he, fighting Campbells. He's gained a lot of fans because of being so aggressive, but it kind but of here, hit him in the ass. But here's guy. the deal, though.
3: That's okay during the regular season. But when you're playing against one of the best teams in the NFC, get the points. Take the points. Let your defense get back out there. Be aggressive. I don't understand why teams. Who get these big leads and they're playing, you know, you know, you know, carefree. They're not worrying about mistakes, they're just flying to the ball. Then all of a sudden, your defense who they're a pretty good defense. They got a pretty good defense. All of a sudden they say, We're gonna go, we're gonna go prevent.
1: Yeah, you know, just giving a big chance. Oh cut. my yeah. god.
3: The first they ripped off the first three passes, like 10, 15, 20 yards. I'm like, oh my God, they're gonna lose this game. I said, they're gonna lose this game. And they're like, No, they're not gonna lose, they watch. They're the Detroit Lions.
2: It's in and their it- history. In the AFC, the Ravens really laid an egg. I mean, Lamar Jackson, the likely league MVP, he was fantastic during the regular season, but they couldn't make any plays. They had to fumble right on the goal line, then he threw an interception in the end zone. They, they Just like Lamar. <laughs> he took a lot, a lot of heat for that. You know, Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Yeah. That's disappointing, Lamar.
3: This is your moment. This is your moment to quiet the critics. This is the moment to show people that you're a quarterback. They can take a team to a Super Bowl. Not just a regular season guy, but, you know, the game plan is very simple. You get Mark Andrews back, you get your tight end back. Zay Flowers was there. I mean, they they had, you know, Beckham. You had all the weapons. Just couldn't, you know, you couldn't couldn't find the people to throw the ball to. Like, you just, it just seems like he, his first instinct is to run, you know. And they kept him in the pocket. They did not allow him to get outside. That's one thing I, I will say that the Chiefs did. They had a good game plan against him. They, you know, they were going to send pressure from the outside. To keep him on the inside and where their, you know, Chris Jones and their interior linemen could do their job. And they did it. They they kept him bracketed up. and They won.
2: So it's going to be the San Francisco the 49ers against the, the Kansas City Chiefs the in Swifties. the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes going for his third. The Swifties, Super Bowl, baby. They're,
3: they're not the Kansas City Chiefs. They're the Kansas City Swifties. Okay. <laughs> the Swifties are going to Vegas, baby. She's bringing. you know how much money she's generated, they say like three hundred and
2: something million. So anytime you see uh see her on camera, you get a drink. Not the way it works, with You
3: yeah, have a Super
2: Bowl party, it's only been an average of four times a game, so they better no, ramp she, that she up. She like Super she was Bowl. On, she's
3: like she was on there a lot more, but I think in the Super Bowl, she'll be on a lot more, too. yeah. But yeah. She's, yeah, she's, been,
2: she's gonna be doing a concert in Japan and then flying back, just trying to get there by kickoff. She, she got on the uh, field
3: at the end of the game, right? She's out, uh, yeah. she, she was out. There. I mean, listen, the NBA, I mean, the NFL is definitely trying to put her out there, they're trying to put her yes, the with Usher. Yeah, they're trying to mix it. They're trying to, they're trying to milk this. They've got
2: a lot of new fans out of it, too. People don't give a damn about football. Oh, the or Swifties. Watch it yeah.
3: She's got a cult. Yeah. A cult following. Boy, I bet, I, hey, I have to say this. Travis, Kelsey, better not do anything to mess this relationship up. <laughs> because he's going to have the Swifties at his doorstep. That's true. They're yeah. they going to, ban. no telling what they'll do to him. Woo. <laughs>
2: Could be a potential man code violation oh, man in, code in the process. Uh, Whispers, uh, we, were, we haven't done one of these for a long time. You got, you got one you want to tell us about? Yeah, it's kind of uh, bizarre. Um, well, I figured if it was your life, it's got to be bizarre.
0: <laughs> so over the past couple of years, I've gotten a couple of anonymous gifts in the mail.
2: Oh, yeah, you told us about that. Oh, man. <laughs> and
0: I, I don't know who they're coming from, so if you're out there, go ahead. Call me up laughing, whatever you're Sense of it's humor probably is. from Christopher Walken. Yeah. It, it could be him. I mean, it's kind of his humor. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I've been sent a dick enlarger oh. and an electric dildo. And how's that working, oh. by the way, for you? Well, I'm hu- I'm huge now. Which <laughs> is oh <nice>. my
3: God, <laughs> TMI! But I
0: haven't used the other device. So you're going wow. for the four
2: and six <laughs> equation that the uh, yeah, about. yeah, right, right. yeah. <laughs>
3: no, well, that, uh, that's,
0: that, somebody really sent you that? No, sorry, it's, it's got to be the same person, right?
2: How do you know it's a man that sent it to you? Because Ooh. it's
0: if otherwise it's not funny. <laughs> I'm
1: not that serious.
0: What if it was Maureen? As yeah. like a an anonymous, like yeah, like hey, you might want to step your game up there, buddy. I don't know if she'd be able to figure out how to send something anonymously. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Maureen, he stepped in it oh. now. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Like there's a man code I violation. I couldn't even track this stuff. Like I'm trying to figure it out, and there's no. Uh, both of them were for an Amazon fulfillment facility, so not from Amazon. But then the tracking just stops. There's no origin address, anything. So someone knows what they're doing, and it's it's kind of funny. But same yeah. time, like, who is this? I'm waiting for the phone call, or someone starts laughing. So at this point, I'm just calling it a man code violation.
3: Yeah, that's that's a, yeah yeah that's your yeah. Let's not talk
0: about some of the gifts you've received. Now listen, listen, you don't need no. I say i get.
3: I have had a couple of man code violations.
2: All right.
3: Yeah. Um. One of my big man code violations, like, I'm listen. I'm I'm not a touchy feely guy. Like, you know, I give you dap, you know, elbow, you know. I'm not much on the, like, the hugging
2: and Huggers, kissing yeah.
3: and that kind of stuff, you know. Like, so after the game. <laughs> okay, take your hands off me. 31 so, so, years of so, abuse. So, yeah, yeah. So after the game, after the game, then, like, dude, I probably hadn't seen in, like, you know, five years, you know. Comes down, you know, I always do the I sign autographs and take pictures and stuff, right? So, he, I tell him to come down. I'm like, just wait right here to the side so I can talk to him after all this is over. Right. So I'm over there and, um, you know, I'm signing pictures, taking pictures. And all of a sudden he's like all up on me. Yeah. Like he's in my space. And, and he's like, uh,
1: he's like, man, I really
3: miss you. And I was like, okay, just sit right here. I'll, I'll do this. Right. So he's like rubbing my shoulders. you like, oh, man, you know, rub my back. You know, you rub like your mom would rub your mm. back. And so finally, I, I said, finally, <laughs> so I said, fine. I go, hey, man, this is a man code violation. He's like, "What man violation? What is that?" I said, "It's man co violation. Like, can you keep your hands to <laughs> yourself? Right? you're making me uncomfortable here. Like, you're rubbing me. You you all up in my ear, talking to me, whispering something. I don't even know what you're whispering because I was so creeped out about it. But I'm still trying to sign autographs and take pictures. So it was very uh, it was very uncommon for that to happen. So then afterwards, you know, we're sitting down. i you know we get on. You know, I was always sitting in front of the scoreboard, yeah. you know, score yeah. thing. So we're sitting on. He's sitting next to me on the at the table." And he's like, man. He's like, I'm talking. He's rubbing my leg. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I said, okay, man. Okay, listen. I gotta go. Yeah. I, I gotta go catch a plane. But we weren't going anywhere. I just made it up. I gotta get. Yeah, it was a major violation, man. Oh, and I, and I felt. Terrible. And I'm gonna tell you something. And I got in my car, and I felt like I've been violated. Yeah, you've been
2: violated. I felt like I've been violated,
3: <laughs> America. You know. And I'm listen, listen. I'm 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 very secure in myself of who I am person. Okay. And I am. Okay. That a lot of stuff doesn't creep me out. But when you start putting hands on people <laughs> rubbing your legs and your back, I'm like, okay, bro. Oh. And then and then the leg rubbing got me though.
0: Yeah. The leg, the leg rubbing got me. Did he say, I
2: also sent some gifts to whispers. <laughs> <laughs> It's a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah.
0: It might be the same it's, guy. Yeah. Now we know who it is. It's, it's like Reacher. Been.
2: They're going after everybody on the show. It might have right. been. It might have been the same guy, <laughs> man. Mark. Yeah, Mark's next. Yeah, Mark.
3: Yeah, Mark. Yeah, he's next. Oh my oh, goodness! My. I, I tell you what, though, I remember when I was in college. You know, when I was in college, you know, I would get Polaroids pictures of like girls, like yeah. you know, seeing, saying, like you know, oh boy, like nude pictures, of whatever Polaroid. True Detective. And so, yeah, go. so I used to think, I used to, <laughs> I used to think that was pretty cool, you know. Until I got to the NBA, and I started seeing it in real life, real
0: form. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, no. I didn't need fix pictures anymore. <laughs> oh, I didn't, is that a man by that?
3: Is that a violation of anything?
0: I, I would say it is. No,
3: it's not. No, it's not. I did. Sometimes, you know what? It's these days like this. We've been traveling somewhere. I start to slip up and tell all these stories. <laughs>
0: A woman code violation.
4: No,
3: seriously. Like you get like, you know, when you're a college athlete, people send you pictures, like Polaroids and stuff. Put them on your car, you come out to your car, it's on your thing, you're like, oh, okay. A little address what phone they, number.
0: Depends what the picture is.
3: And then when you get to the NBA from Brett Favre. Like I Mark, I never thought it was that I never thought I would see more uh fun. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> more fun
3: in the NBA than I saw in college. <laughs> Man, it's a different world in the NBA, America. I enjoyed my time.
2: So all of you out there, get an NBA career and yeah. see what you can make of. You can go to Mitchell Brothers, too. Oh. Enjoy yeah. the fringe benefits oh, the fringe benefit. of being an NBA player. Oh, my God. You know, it's funny. There was, we were coming back from Charlotte yesterday, and uh, our stage manager, Matt Maniscalco, is, uh, is getting close to... Maybe popping the question and getting married. Yes. So, so Stacy was asking how his relationship was going. So Matt just innocently asked Stacy, uh, "How things going for you?" And, and Stacy went on a thirty minute soliloquy about the dangers of relationships. I mean, that was an all time. I wish someone I had the camera roll yeah, on that one.
3: See, yeah, see, Mark, Mark, Mark was over there quiet. Yeah. And then he said, "Hey, you, you, know, you just thought you were going to get like a second of, of answer." He gave you a thirty minute. Uh, uh, we flew
2: over three states by the time Stacy was done.
3: Yeah, it was, hey, listen, America, America. I, it's tough out there. It's tough out there. It's hard out there for, you know, a single guy. It's hard out there, you know, trying to keep these relationships, you know, floating above, you know, everything, trying to keep everything, everybody happy, trying to keep a happy
2: home. That, that wouldn't really qualify as a man code violation. You were just no. giving us some I'm sage I'm giving some advice, advice yeah. you know, how yeah. to keep a happy
3: home, how to have your girlfriend or your wife or whatever, you know, just make her happy. Try to do whatever you can to make her happy. Try to you know, give her flowers, take her out to dinner, do all these kind of things. So young you man, be careful. When you do all those things and they still complain, I don't know what else to tell you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just run. Just run. Just get out of there. Go. Just get out. Hey, before we get out of here, Woo-hoo. I want to tell you about our friends at Windy City Limousine. Oh, Always the best service. They got Stacy from the airport last night. Hey,
0: here, I'll, I'll,
2: We got some copy for you. It's Windy City Limousine. I
0: think you know it. Wow.
3: Wow. D, sleep at the wheel. Ah, here we go. Where's that?
2: Oh, Windy City. (laughs) I think you should have that committed to memory by now.
3: (laughs) Windy City Limousine provides championship service. Making a reservation is so easy it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full core pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style. And on time, contact them at 847-916-9300. Or contact them at WindyCityLimos.com. And as for Brian Hennigan, because, because my boy, my boy, my boy Mike is under the weather right now. Yeah. So my my other driver, Brian, he's my bodyguard too. You know, he's a he's a triple black belt. And uh, he's an Olympic wrestler. He's got 18 gold medals. So he's my he's my driver now. So uh what are you laughing at, Francisco? <laughs> you don't believe it? Okay, when he comes in, puts you in a chokehold, and you'll see. <laughs> but yeah, these are my guys, man. They take care of me. And uh Wendy City does a great job. Taking care of me, getting me to the airport or wherever I need to go. Shout out to Windy City; it's the best limousine service out there. And uh, and if you got a, you need a limousine, you need a, a, a you know any kind of sprinter vans or party vans. Call Windy City and tell them Stacy sent you. I'm not gonna get your discount, but hey, you never know.
2: <laughs> and a shout out to Mike. Get well. Get soon. well, Mike. Get back behind the wheel. The Double
3: bit twins are missing you, baby.
2: <laughs> you know he's a loyal listener, so I'm sure he's uh, checking out the show today. We want to thank Aries Spears for joining us. Treating us with some great impersonations, lots of laughs. That was a lot of fun along the way, and I want to some thank you, Whispers for his great contributions as always. Thank you. You only, you only drank half a beer. I think maybe that statement I made. No, there, no, no. Right.
0: There was that was actually two. The glass was already full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he brought two in I here. I brought him the backup. Yeah, he, he right.
3: brought it for me, but it wasn't my apple cider and my Guinness, so right. it was like so I didn't I want was, it. I said no problem. I'll drink it. He drink it. Yeah. <laughs> he don't turn nothing down, but his collar, America.
2: So next week when we come to you, we'll be uh, right on the verge of the NBA trade deadline. We'll see if the Bulls make any moves and what's going on around the league and get you ready for the Super Bowl matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Until then, Stacey. Nation.
3: Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, America. I'm a little tired fight. right now. Go going Fight 8. Hey,
2: drive home safe. BB. Oh, my goodness.
4: It's only preseason, but I'm high he five.